Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Ain't it good to be in church? I mean, the healers in the house. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here today. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be in church. Buenos dias, mi hermano, hermanas. Praise the Lord. He's santo, santo, santo. Praise the Lord. I feel the Lord in the house today. Can you handle just a few more minutes? Will that be all right? I tell you what, Sister Sarah, just uh, just scratch that, and we'll just call this a man a moment. Y'all can just stay right here. This won't take but a, just a just a few minutes. And that way everybody can get to the restaurant. I'm thankful. (laughs) I'm thankful for what God can do in our life. I'm thankful for that even in our our inadequacies, even in our shortcomings, God has the ability and the power to take us at our worst and make us our very best. You know, I'm reminded of a, we used to have a large, print Bible in our home. I don't even know if my mother still has it. Hardback Bible. And and periodically spaced throughout the Bible would be full page colored pictures of whatever was transpiring in the story. And one picture that has always been engraved in my mind, there's a man against a, a pole. He's at a grinding mill. And only his midsection is covered and you can see him from his backside and every muscle is flexed. There's sweat popping off his head. You can see his left eye has been plucked and removed. And this we know would be Samson. And every time I envision that that picture, I see Samson pressing and pressing and pressing. And I wonder where is he going? But we all know that he's just going round and round and round. And in our spiritual life, my life sometimes, I find myself like Samson and I'm pressed against that grinding mill and I'm just going round and round and round and round and I'm never getting nowhere because I'm blinded. I'm blinded by what the world, I'm not talking about sin this morning, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about life. You know, sometimes life just jumps up and takes a hold of us by the throat and we can't handle what happens to us. But I'm talking about this morning, we get caught in this rut, in this routine. We go to men's conference and we go to ladies' conference and we go to family camp and we go to youth camp and we get changed and we're renewed and we're here speaker after speaker and they motivate and they encourage and we come back home and we, we find a new meaning in God and we find his pattern and his will for our life. But somehow, some way, 
we fall back into that rut of that routine and just going round and round and round. And when we find ourselves in that rut, it's then, it's then that the enemy, see, he lurks up. He lurks up and he starts pinpointing things in our life, things that will drag us down, things that will irritate something said from behind the desk that rubs us wrong. Let me tell you something. Let me pause right here. You can, may not can see it in the spiritual world, but I'm telling you what's happening all across this country, and if we're not careful, it'll happen in this church. The enemy is tearing down. See, he wants to muzzle the truth. He wants to put a muzzle on the truth. I hear all the time, well, are we sure that this is a heaven or hell issue? It don't matter if it's a heaven or hell issue. If my pastor preaches it from behind this desk, I want to line up with what the man of God says in my life. It matters what comes from here. And when the gates of hell try to prevail against this desk and tear down and tear down and tear down, we as a church has got to rise. We've got to rise to our feet and refuse, refuse to let the enemy take from us what we have. Holiness, holiness in separation is what separates us. It does matter. It does matter. That's why we're different, but because we're holy and we're called out. And if we're going to keep moving forward, if we're going to keep moving forward, we can't get bound up, ladies and gentlemen. We can't get bound up and being hung up in the same rut and routine. I know it's tough. I know it's tough and it's agonizing. And sometimes it's over and over and over and you think, God, I've been doing this for so long and I do the same thing, the same thing. I don't see nothing changing in my life. I don't see nothing new happening. But you know what? You just keep plugging. Whatever you do, don't stop. You just keep moving forward. You keep moving forward. You keep moving forward. I can remember. I can remember at age of 16, God was really, really moving in my life. And I could feel, and you can write me off as crazy, but I could feel that he was really fixing to take me somewhere. But I would let the things of the world get in my way. See, I wanted to, you young people listen to me. I wanted to walk down the hall and not look any different. I wanted to blend in. I wanted to play basketball and not look any different. I wanted to blend in. And I allowed things like that to to creep into my life. And I allowed things to pull and tear at my salvation. And that happened from idleness. How many would go drink out of a puddle of water that has just been sitting there stagnant and growed over? No, it's that way because it don't move. It don't move. That's why Jesus said, I've come to give life and give life more abundantly because his waters flow. They're flow and they refresh. And, and I'm thankful today for the privilege. But when you see the devil tries to bind us down when we, we make a mistake, and don't misunderstand me today, I'm not condoning sin. I'm not, I'm not, what I'm about to, what I'm about to say, I'm not condoning sin. But see, we make a mistake sometimes and things things get in our way and we say, well, maybe I can't live like this. Maybe, maybe I can't do this. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not capable of doing this. I heard a preacher a while back tell this story. He was a pastor in Louisiana. He had a big church in a college town, several high schools, and a good-looking man, good-looking young man had won to the Lord and he'd come to the church. I mean, this man was young, 22-year-old. He would be like our Adrian or Britt or Josh, you know, he was one of them. Real stout, good-looking fella. Pastor, he was worried. He was worried because there was a lot of young ladies, and every time he walked through the door, 
their head was on a swivel. They couldn't keep their eyes off of him. He was so concerned about what may take place. As time went on, and the boy was filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. And he came to the pastor one day. He said, Pastor, I, I got to get something off my chest. Say something that's eating at me. The pastor said, Oh, no. He knew what it was. He said, Something's happened. Church is fixing split, fixing fall apart because of this young man. He go to office. Pastor scared to death. His heart's in his stomach. He said, Pastor, before I come to the Lord, he said, I've done some bad things. He said, for a living, how we made our living was we would kill alligators. And the pastor, he just with relief. You know, he said, oh, is this what you want? He said, yes, sir. He said, we kill alligators. You young people, listen to me. He said, well, tell me how this would go. He said, I know the Lord's forgive you of it. He said, I know, but I need to get it off my chest. He said, well, tell me how this transpires. He said, me and my buddies would go out in a boat with a light and a 10-pound sledgehammer, would stun the gator with a light, hit him in the head with a hammer, drag him in the boat and kill him, sail the hide. He said, well, you quit that, right? He said, oh, yes, sir, I quit that long before I come to the Lord. He said, well, what happened? He said, shining one night, shined a big gator, thought it was a log. We got to it and seen it. It was a big gator. And I said, boys, we fixing to get rich tonight. He said, what'd you do? He said, we stunned the gator with a light and with that 10-pound sledgehammer I slung with everything I had in me. And he said, I missed. The pastor said, well, what happened? He said, I went overboard, and would you believe it? When I come to, I was straddled the back of that gator. And the pastor says, well, what happened? He said, you know, I got back in the boat and never even got wet. What I'm talking about, ladies, what I'm talking about, young people, hear me. I'm talking to you. It don't matter what you do Saturday night. You get yourself back here to this altar, and you pray back through, and you let the Lord move in your life. Don't let the peer pressure, don't let the peer pressure of your peers or the school or anything else drag you down. This, this is life. And this is life more abundantly. There's nothing out there that can offer you any hope, any salvation, or anything that can make you happy. You know, in a backslidden state, everything ain't always right. I sit over here sometimes, and I know I move around a lot. But every life, life is sometimes chokes you down. And I've, I've, been, I've, I've been a backslider. And let me tell you something. The world didn't have nothing for me then. I was miserable then. So what makes me think if I leave the Lord that I'm going to be happy out there again? So sometimes I stand here and I don't feel like clapping. I don't feel like jumping. And I don't feel like shouting. But I refuse. I refuse to let the devil rob from me what he's given me. I will not let the devil drag me down and carry me down a road that I've done been. I'm thankful for his grace. I'm thankful for his forgiveness. And sometimes that's what's wrong. I'm hurrying. I'm finding a landing strip. I'm fixing to come in. That's what's wrong today. And don't leave here and say that Jerry said forgiveness and grace is not necessary. That's not what I'm saying but it won't save you. Grace and forgiveness. Am I in the Bible, Brother Rayleigh? Grace and forgiveness will not save you alone. You've got to have the plan of salvation. That's why, that's why when Peter preached the first message, when Peter preached the first message, he said, for the remission 
for the remission of sins. You look it up in the Webster Dictionary, remission is remove, blotted out, done away with. See, this is a this is a vial of ink. Let's pretend that. I could come here to Sister Susan's. Oops. And I spill that ink on her shirt. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And she'll tell me she forgives me. And she can go home and clean it. And you may never seen it, but me and her knew it happened. And we'll always see. We'll always see. I was forgiven. I was forgiven. But we'll always see that. That's why you got to have the blood. That's why you got to have the blood. The writer said, what can wash away my sin? Nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. And if we don't get the blood applied to our life, we can't be saved. We can't be saved. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There, there have been seasons. There have been seasons in my life where I could not defeat the devil. And here's, here's my message. If there's one, I've been rambling. Here's what I'm preaching about. Whatever we got to do, whatever we got to do, ladies and gentlemen, we got to keep moving because when you stand still, you get stagnant. You get stagnant when you stand still. There are seasons in my life where I cannot defeat the devil, but I have purposed in my mind that I will outlast him. I will, I will outlast him. I will outlast him. But we gotta, we gotta keep moving. Nine years ago, nine years ago, my wife has a first cousin. They got a farm, chicken houses, and some cows. Her husband works a secular job, and uh, he was away, and she was tending to the farm. And they had a cow that had a calf, and the calf. Uh, the, the mother wouldn't let the calf nurse. So she took on the project of feeding this calf with a bottle. And they brought him up to a corral and kept him in a corral. And one day, she had her back turned to the cow, feeding that baby calf. And the mother cow hit her right square in the back. Upon impact, it broke her back and paralyzed her from the waist down. And there she lay. In the middle of that corral, she had her grandson with her. Down the road, her father lived, and she sent her small grandson running for her father. And she lay there in that pen. When she tried to move, that cow would see her move, and he'd attack her again. Her paralyzed back broke from the waist down. But she knew, she says, if I'm going to live, if I'm going to live, i got to move, and i got to get to the fence. She would lay and play dead, and the cow would leave her alone, and inch by inch she would move until help arrived. And what I'm saying this morning, and I'm closing, Brother Brian, what I'm saying is this morning the psalmist talked about soaring with eagles. Well, if you've lived this life long enough, honey, we ain't always flying in the sky. So if we can't fly, let's just run. If we can't run, let's just walk. And if we can't walk, by all means, let's crawl. Come here, Landon. Come here, Landon. And as a church, as a church, we got to recognize people get down. I get down, and I need you. And when somebody's down, take them, and let's help them along.
let's help them along. We, we, they, they don't need to know what they've done wrong. They, they know what they've done wrong. They don't need to be hammered on the mistake they made. Just help it along. And if, and, and if, they, can't, if they can't move, my Lord in heaven, pick them up and let's tote them. We're trying to make heaven our home, and we need everybody in this house. Let's stand to our feet and worship the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.